welcome to the Aomoto Discovery. You're tuning in because you care about change. You know change is coming and you think, no, even better, you believe that you can get good at change. I'm Amor Muto, the host of this podcast, and I love change. I've had to deal with a lot of change in my life, and I like change. I love change. The name I hold, Amor Muto, stands for love change. And the reason why I make this podcast is because I always uh, wonder what makes some people good at change and other people resist it. Why are some people disrupting certain industries or themselves? And why are some people holding on to the past? This month is Mental Health Awareness Month. And in the spirit of mental health awareness and in the spirit of kindness, which is the topic of this year, I will be um, contributing to this month by sharing a lot of the content that I have developed around the energy management compass with my audience, which is you. Besides sharing this content, I will be um, giving away to two winners, three sessions of coaching. I am also an executive coach. I coach the C-suite and I help them disrupt themselves, their organizations and their businesses their industries and basically in the spirit of kindness i thought why would i not give some of this uh, usually pricey coaching away to my uh, audience listen carefully if you want to win please share your biggest takeaway of my podcast so far for you uh, in your stories or in the post on instagram or facebook make sure that you tag me and this is also a very important part for me to pick the winner. Tell me why you need coaching, why you want coaching, what you're hoping to achieve with the coaching that we're going to go through together. Um, the two winners who will be selected, each will win three sessions with me personally, one hour sessions. We'll do an intake beforehand and this little gift that I'm putting out there is worth 600 euros each. So... There's a lot to win. If you ask my clients about why they would like coaching, is that um, it's really nice to have a partner in the ring with you when you're trying to overcome certain obstacles that you are experiencing personally. So it's very good to have somebody with you in the focus of growth. Now, back to the, today's uh, topic, which is the energy management compass. Um, in life, we are taught to go to school, get a degree, get a job, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. As we are born as humans, we are almost programmed to participate in society like machines, so to say. The only thing that we're taught is to obtain certain material uh, possessions and values and the inner working of our being is not as much paid attention to as we are educating our kids if you look around now 2020 um, burnout is a very common uh, symptom of a bigger problem 
which is people who do not uh, know very clearly how to regulate their energy. I myself have developed this tool, the Energy Management Compass, because I had to find out the hard way that money does not equal time. You can have all the money in the world, but you don't have time. It's not worth a thing. Um, time also does not equal energy. Because if you have all the time in the world, but you're low in energy, this time is worth nothing. Time is something that you will keep spending. You cannot get it back. Energy, on the other hand, is something that comes and goes. You have to deal with uh, accumulating energy to put in effort. Like if you look at your body, you need sleep and rest and nutrition to have energy to participate in physical activities. We also understand that if we train our body, so we trigger it, we, f we uh, give it good nutrients and we allow it to recover, our body will come back stronger. In my experience, this supercompensation uh, principle does not only work with the human body, the human spirit, the mind and the emotions are also both part of the same system which is able to grow so it is anti-fragile if you allow it to recover and reflect on whatever is going on. Um, the energy management compass is an awareness tool. You can design it for yourself. The curriculum I have designed to teach people how to develop their own energy management compass is basically uh, helping you ask yourself the questions to figure out what are the activities the surroundings, the people, the mental and emotional states that give me mental and emotional energy. And when you are able to recognize when you need energy, and this is a very crucial part, it's today's main topic for the podcast, then you are able to implement the harvesting of energy at the right moment in time as well. If you take your phone as an example, you know your phone, if you deplete it to 0%, you cannot use it for a while before it reboots again. If you apply that principle to yourself, then you also know if you deplete yourself too heavily, your recovery time is longer. So it's very crucial to know when to recover. I call this the 30% rule. Um, I've gathered this rule from observing and analyzing and reading a lot about peak performers athletes. In the realm of uh, peak performance, Olympic, world champion level, tennis, boxing, running, swimming, all these people are constantly pushing their bodies to the limit. Not only their bodies, also their minds. And the training that they do is always on an underload. They always train at a 70% of what they are capable of. So they reserve 30%. And there's a good reason that they reserve that 30%. They know that if they deplete the last 30% of their performance whether it is stamina or strength, the recovery time is way longer than they would like to in their training regimen. 
So the 30% rule is all about recognizing the signals from your own vessel, which have to do with you're about 30% off of completely depleting yourself. So you're still feeling okay, you're feeling good, you're vibing. But if you go further, the recovery time is longer. How do you recognize this? That's the big question. That's the content of the curriculum I have for you has to do with really reflecting on your daily life, but also your emotional household, your mental capabilities. When do you recognize the first moments of being low on energy? Um, this requires a lot of honesty. If we are not honest with ourselves, I myself am the biggest fan of just don't stop until you drop. Like, I love that. I don't know why I've been taught it in the kickboxing schools or too many Japanese uh, cartoons, but I do not like admitting that I am tired, I am annoyed, I am uh, in need of rest. That's actually beyond the 30% rule. The 30% rule really comes to surface when you start noticing slight decreases in your performance that require you to push it up a notch. So a big, big um, trigger for me is how my eyes, so I'm wearing glasses right now. In the morning when I wake up, I can read without glasses. As the day progresses, the first part of my body that starts showing fatigue are my eyes. And right now I could still push myself beyond the limit, keep my glasses off, but it would require me to squint, to push it, and then tomorrow if I would wake up, I wouldn't be able to read in the morning. I've facilitated master classes with people who are interested in this first aspect. The part of the curriculum, this class, I called it Trust Your Burnout. But the essence of it is the power of vulnerabilities. Within embracing the fact that we are vulnerable, that our batteries are something that are not constant, but they go up and they can go down. We really embrace our power in the sense of sustainability. If we are able to recognize when we are low on energy, and I've had people in my master classes tell me things about tingling sensations in the body, getting very cold, for instance, a lack of focus, um, forgetting what you were doing, walking from one room to another, forgetting what you came to pick up or do. Basically, anything that has to do with a lack of focus is already a very good sign of you reaching a point where you need rest, when you need recovery. A thing that I can add to that uh, list of examples is my level of agitation. I'm a really calm and relaxed person in my base. As I get more and more close to my 30% line, things that would not bother me on first instance, they annoy me. I, I get a short fuse, I, I, I basically become a grumpy person. 
And the more tired I am, the more grumpy I get. So for me, my level of joy, my level of happiness is a very, very good um, gauge, basically almost like a thermometer or a battery check for like, oh, how well am I doing? Am I getting a bit of a groggy person? Then maybe I should take a nap. And the nap is transitioning us into the second part of what this masterclass would unfold if you would sign up for it. Within the power of vulnerabilities also lies the strength of recovery. Knowing what activities, which state of mind, which surroundings, which people feed you energetically is very important to have a clear oversight of what these things are that boost you. And it's really important to think that these do not have to be very uh, immense activities like boat riding in the Riviera. No, just a simple walk in nature can be a great example of you being in a surrounding that is feeding you emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And it's very important to also um, recognize whether you are engaged with that activity or not. So I, I really like being in nature. If I go into the nature with this buddy, my phone, and I'm distracted by internet and all, all the joys and addictions that come along with social media, I'm not engaged in my nature activity. So I might go out, take the 15 minutes to have a little roll in the park, but I might come back and not notice any type of change in how I feel energetically. Music for me is another big one. If I have music playing in the background, it's nice, it's an ambiance. But if I truly engage with music, so I pull up some lyrics, sing along, I'm head bopping to that. And I'm really engaging in the music. It overtakes me. I become part of the music. That takes me to the energy level the artist was at. And I can do that for two, three songs. And then I come back renewed. These are very simple examples, but they combine a couple of things. Um, what they combine is, what are you focused on while you're doing it? Why are you engaging in this activity? If your main focus is, I want to reload myself energetically, mentally or emotionally, then the focus should be harvesting energy. When that is the focus, all other things like productivity, like time, like anything that you might have that is work-related can fall away and you are fully focused on the playfulness the curiosity, the creativity, the intuition that comes into play while engaging in that activity. The archetypes of the activities can come down to playing, reading, walking, moving, listening, watching, socializing. I don't know what they are for you, but as you are getting to know this 30% rule for yourself 
is just as important to focus on what do you do when you recognize this moment. And I myself today, for instance, I don't know for what reason, I haven't figured it out. Usually when I do my morning exercises, that's an hour routine I have. After that, I need a nap because otherwise I'm broken the rest of the day. Did that, still was tired, came back after a long trip to Rotterdam, had to run some errands. I'm here and I still don't feel well. And for me, the, the upper echelon of reloading energy is sleep. So I just got to go horizontal, close my eyes and take a nap. Why am I sharing this with you? Closing your eyes, not per se just sleeping, but just closing your eyes is such a big energy gainer. Your uh, body, this one of the smallest organs inside of it is your brain. It accounts for, I don't know, I think 3 to 5% of your body weight. While the energy consumption of your brain is 20% of the whole organism. It's kind of weird to consider that something this small can consume that much energy. But if you are low on energy, the most important saving that you can do on energy is focusing on this cluster. And I teach yoga nidra. What I've been taught is a lot about the brain frequencies that we have. And during our waking hours, our brains have frequencies that vary around 80 hertz to 120. The higher the hertz rate, the higher the brain cycles faster the more energy they consume. Um, as soon as you close your eyes, you're not even asleep yet. You're fully awake. You just close your eyes for a prolonged period. Your brain frequencies drop down to about between 40 and 14. What does this mean? Your brain slows down. So if you are considering activities like meditation or listening to music, Closing your eyes can add a lot to harvesting energy, basically saving the energy that you usually would be spending, which allows your body to recover and replenish. Um, as I'm thinking of what I've told you so far, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the complete curriculum of the energy management compass. The complete curriculum consists out of the first masterclass that I just talked about, The Power of Vulnerabilities. The second one is about loving yourself unconditionally. The focus of this uh, masterclass is your internal language of love. How do you love yourself? How do you know you are acting out of love for yourself? Do you know when and how these actions are taking place from a place of love recognizing the signals you have from your internal critic what is also called the gremlin is very important to know because as i just described knowing the 30 percent rule and knowing the things that you can do for yourself to gather energy is an awareness step but to be able to implement this awareness requires you to really be able to love yourself.
And that's where implementing the energy management compass becomes obvious how much of a struggle that is for us. Great example of that, me, myself. I can give myself so much crap for needing rest, for taking rest, for wanting rest. These are all my internal critics telling me I should work harder. Why do I need breaks all the time? Why can't I just push through? It does not add to my productivity. If I wanted to be productive, then I would instantly notice. Okay, I'm approaching the 30% line. If I maybe take a 15-minute music break, walk break, exercise break, I might cook a little. That engages my senses. I'll be back soon and I'll be acting from love. But loving yourself unconditionally is a very important aspect of the energy management compass. Next week's podcast will be addressing this masterclass. The third part of the curriculum, it's a four-session curriculum, is overcome shame and guilt. Um, We do not only hear signals from our internal critic. Inside of us is also a hero. And to know which values, which intrinsic values make that hero come alive, help us to overcome two topics that, two things that we have been taught as humans, as kids, things to be ashamed of and things we should feel guilty about. All of us have a very good internal compass about what is wrong and what is right. When are you doing something wrong and when you're doing something right to another fellow human? Still, a lot of us dealing with the messages of our internal critic feel shame and guilt for doing some things and we are also restricting ourselves. The point of this part of the masterclass is to be able to overcome the shame and guilt. So to truly recognize the signals from our internal hero and to implement those as well. The last part of the curriculum, which is personally my favorite part, and it's called Live Intuitively Authentic. Biggest question I had for a long time in my life is what is intuition? How do I recognize intuition? When do I know that the voice that I'm hearing in my head is my intuition and not my internal critic and not my greed and not my jealousy and not my uh, whatever it could be? How do you recognize intuition? And then... How do I use that intuition to live authentically? This curriculum, the last part, as it finishes it off, and you can go through the curriculum multiple times to go deeper and to uh, anchor the principles that you've been taught even further, has to do with recognizing the signals from your inner child. The pillars on which intuition is usually built has to do with our creativity and our curiosity to really recognize what uh, intrinsic curiosity and creativity our inner child always had it's part of our character that's where you find the difference between uh, oneself twins helps us to recognize our intuition and to implement that in living authentically To round it up for today's session, 
in the spirit of Mental Health Awareness Week, if you are dealing with mental health issues, you have struggles, I myself have seen plenty of them from depression to manic bipolar disorders to, I wouldn't say, yeah, maybe why not just use it borderline. I've never been to a shrink to get diagnosed like that because I do not like the labelism. I like the fact that I can work on myself. What I can share with you is whenever you are dealing a point that you think I cannot handle this stuff anymore, it's a really good thing to realize that maybe you're just tired. And when you're tired, you need rest. And rest sometimes does not mean laying on the couch nor streaming Netflix for many days. Rest means recovery. Knowing how you recover personally is really, really important. Knowing when to recover is just as important. If you're past the point of tired and you're like, for me, myself, I, for a long time in my life, I didn't remember what it's like to be rested. Just couldn't think of the last time I woke up rested. I've been depleting myself for such a long time that being really energized was something I had forgotten what it feels like. That's okay. Still, that's a good place to really investigate and clarify what are the spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, social, and environmental activities that feed me energetically. Write these things down, draw them down for yourself, stick them on the fridge, and remind yourself that when you're feeling down, it might have to do with your battery being low. I want to thank you for tuning in for the Our Muto Discovery this week, focusing on the energy management compass this month of May. If you're interested in winning three coaching sessions, this month we'll be selecting two winners. To be able to win this prize, make sure you do the following. Share your biggest takeaway from any of the podcasts so far. We all have our personal favorites and that's completely fine. As you're sharing this in a post or a story or update, tag me. It's Amor, A-M-O-R underscore Muto, M-U-T-O on Instagram. So I know that you're participating in the competition and send me a message why you would like the coaching what are you trying to achieve what you need assistance with and by the end of this month i'll be announcing the two winners and engaging with them a free 600 euro coaching package ain't that a blast i hope you had a good evening stay safe and see you soon i'm out